Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Happy Wednesday and thanks for taking time to listen to the Wake Before the Day podcast with DJ BJ and KK to begin our time with you, which is episode 38, season 2, about to discuss Matthew 14. I have more Christmas trivia. That you've all been waiting for. No. Yes, we do. I know you've been waiting for it. Bobby. It's just people are here to listen to Matthew chapter 14. Bobby, how many reindeer does Santa have? Oh, I know. Eight? I don't know. Plus? Rudolph. Yes. Nine. Wow. Okay, how many of them can you name? Oh, no. Rudolph? Yep. Donner? Yep. Blitzen? Yep. Prancer? Yep. Comet? Yep. Cupid? Yep. Vixen? Yep. How many is that? You're missing two. I don't know. Kevin? <laughs> I don't know. Word, the they? words that describe me. No, don't go there. <laughs> Dasher and Dancer. Oh. Dasher and Dancer. Dancer and Vixen. Oh. Not going to lie, I would not have been able to do that. So kudos I, to you I'm for naming too. seven of the nine. I'm I thought impressed. you were going to do the 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, no. Don't. No. <laughs> no. I remember the partridge in a pear tree. That's Kirby about would it. know that. Okay, you guys. She back. Would, she wouldn't know that. <laughs> Flip back. Okay. Now for reals. Uh, we're talking about Matthew 14. And uh, yeah, we, we read it. We've talked about it a little bit. What stands out to you, Bobby? Yeah, uh, you guys, the first couple of verses actually, which are just these, you know, parts of the chapter that don't seem like anything's going on. So I'm just grateful for the Holy Spirit <laughs> causing me to really have an announcement. What's up? Pray for the Holy Spirit causing then. Okay. Okay. Oh, a dino right. show is You, you talked to them about okay. John the Baptist and Herod. Anyway. We need a dino show. Cal, do you want to say anything about Christmas to anybody? Okay. Oh, no thanks, guys. Just FYI. So, <laughs> Yeah, we did have a wonderful concert. Um, the Emmanuel Preschool put on super fun um, last night. So, okay. Matthew chapter 14. First couple of verses are what stuck out to me. They sound like this. At that time, Herod... The tetriarch heard the reports about Jesus, and he said to his attendants, This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. This is why miraculous powers are at work in him. And what just stuck out to me there, you guys, is because he's already dead. So the re- what's going to be recounted here is kind of Matthew's version of like, uh, hey, actually, remember, this is what happened to John the Baptist. Um, and so then he goes through <clears throat> and tells how Herod had had him arrested and how there's this just total dysfunction um, with uh, the women, essentially, in Herod's life. <laughs> and so anyway, he's breaking that whole story down, but we know that John's already gone. We know that he's already been beheaded. And so it's just curious to me that in verse 2, Matthew's letting us know, like, there was this superstition that Herod had. This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. And it, what stuck out to me there was sometimes when we don't understand something or there's this mysterious um, 
uh, whether it's the nature of God or whether it's some kind of understanding of um, like of his, our relationship with him or of theology, we just try to label or diagnose something. Oh, this is what it is, and it's got to be that, and uh, um, I'm going to move on. And because what's going on is Jesus at the time is he's making moves. He's, people are being healed. The gospel's getting out. More and more people are coming to know truth. And so instead of um, kind of investigating who Jesus is at this time, he thinks, oh, I, this has got to be John the Baptist. Come back to life, like essentially to, to haunt me. Because the story, it's um, it's also told in other places in the Gospels too. In, in Mark, we actually hear that Herod was intrigued in Mark chapter 6, verse 20. Um, we know that Herod actually, Herod liked listening to John. Hmm. And so you see, it's the women in his life that manipulate this to go down. No comment. Anyway. No comment. <laughs> what stuck out to that in this chapter, which is, I I just say, okay, well, thanks, Lord, was that specific um, just statement in, in verse 2, uh, where Herod is essentially trying in his own power, with his own knowledge, to make sense of Jesus. And for today, what how the Holy Spirit kind of touched me was just kind of, Bobby, hmm. um, you know, there's, there's things sometimes that are weird, that are hard to understand. Um, and let's not try just to be quick to diagnose and label and, you know, put on a show that, okay. oh, well, I know what's going on. This has got to be John the Baptist coming back to life. And so there's so much more in the chapter, but that's what lifted for me, you guys, from uh, Matthew 14. So there you go. Hmm. <laughs> you were, you had some more to unpack for us. Yeah, I think for me, though, I, I was stuck with the initial 12 verses as well, looking at yeah. what happened between Jesus and Herod and the killing of John the Baptist oh. because John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. And so when I'm looking at Jesus right now, and it's Christmas time, so I'm thinking more so about Jesus being fully God and fully man. I'm thinking about Jesus' humanity. His loved one was murdered. Yeah. And so if you could just imagine, take take uh, maybe a, your closest cousin or a close uncle or aunt or somebody you really love, mm. and they get murdered by someone who is in power and evil and and they're doing the right thing, cruel yeah. and yeah, and, and what happened was wrong. And so I just see that as an attack on Jesus um, and, and Jesus' wow. ability to focus on the greater evil at hand. Because Jesus could have easily been like, look, guys, I'm here to rid the yeah. world of sin. But on my way doing this, I'm going to take this haired guy out because he hurt my cousin. Like that would have been so done. easy. Yeah. So easy just to snap your fingers and take this guy out because he did something terrible and he hurt Christ. By hurting his family. Instead, Jesus stays focused, it seems, on the greater evil. And that's the mission. That's bringing heaven to earth, the kingdom of God's at hand, repenting and believing. Yeah. And so I'm just, man, if I put myself in Jesus' shoes and someone killed Caleb or Curtis um, or Clint, I would just, I'd be very angry. And I'd have to fight hard to like not want revenge. And so kind of in this yeah. thought of like majoring in the majors and staying focused on the mission, I came across a video recently. Mm. Maybe you, you've seen if you're on Instagram or Twitter at all. It's been viral for a couple of days. And it's a video of a daughter speaking at her father's funeral. And the father was a police officer who w- was shot and gunned down in, in his attempt to help kind of defuse an altercation. And what was so yeah. fascinating was her standing, you know, by at the funeral and speaking about how someday she hopes to meet the, the man who murdered her father. And she's speaking with uh, such yeah. eloquence and peace 
and calm. And she says, I'm not here to, to scrutinize him or to rebuke him or to yell at him or to scold him. She said, I just hope I can tell him about Jesus. And of course, this is spread all over the world now at and her at her dad's funeral yeah. of all places. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what Christ offers us, the ability to focus on him who has first endured all these evil things before us and say, follow me, fight for peace, mm-hmm. even when you're not treated right. And oh, that video really, really touched my heart. She wasn't a, like she's a younger, I haven't seen it, but isn't she a younger girl too? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how old she is. She's definitely not like in her 30s like or anything adult. like that. No, yeah. no, she's she's younger, maybe in high school, oh, maybe man. maybe college. But yeah. anyway, it's just interesting. In the spiritual realm, you think about the spiritual realm, what's going on here. You just had evil take out one of God's... Huge player. Yeah, yeah one of, a huge player in just the kingdom of God, preparing the way for Jesus. Mm. And what's interesting is while that's evil's response is we're going to double down and kill and take and cause pain... When you keep reading Matthew 14 and you look at what Jesus now transitions to in the midst of his loss, his devastation, his anger, his sadness, his sorrow, his grief, everything that his humanity felt, he transitions and you look at verse 13 now. It says, when Jesus heard what had happened to John the Baptist, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. What happens here is the crowds followed him on foot from all the towns. And mm-hmm. then this transition and bleeds into the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, you've probably heard of that time Jesus fed 5,000 men, which means there were probably if another 5,000 women yeah. Yeah. and probably 10,000 kids. Who knows? So you're looking at 15,000 people minimum. And Jesus' condition here is he just it's lost his cousin. Yeah. His cousin was murdered. He withdrew intentionally to a solitary place to grieve. Yeah. And then thousands of people find him in the middle of, of that. Mm. So, again, I feel like people have caught me on a bad day or at a bad time and you're kind of just like sharp or short with them. It's like, what do you need? How can I help you? Yeah. You know, your humanity is just like, I'm limited. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I don't have time right now to unpack whatever it is you want to go through. Jesus' cousin just got murdered. Now all these people come, want to hear him teach, want to be healed, and then are hungry. Right. (laughs) I know you talked about specifically kind of the kin, because what makes the miracle of the 5,000 amazing is that it's a miracle feeding 5,000 people. (laughs) But what makes it just like totally cosmic and like of insane proportion and just like, oh my goodness, is understanding the context and the condition, like you were saying, of of what, like you said, what was going on in Jesus' life. So um, like in the supernatural, we're talking about good versus evil, the kingdom of God coming to earth. But just in the natural realm, we're talking about a guy that's just gone through like just such a huge trauma that's so... Like any kind of behavior, you know, is so justifiable at that point. Like you said, like, okay, hey, sorry. Like I'm not going to deal with you guys because, you know, I don't have to because I'm, you know, grieving. And what you see is instead of, you know, self-help, self-promotion, self-preservation, we see self-sacrifice and service and compassion. And so the condition that Jesus was in during this time – makes understanding the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 even better just exponentially like wow i'm a sports fan and i'm thinking through other examples Mm -hmm. of like conditions and i think of michael jordan michael jordan scored many points on many occasions all the time yeah. yeah best basketball player ever better than lebron james and and better than kobe bryant um 
Wow, that's a statement. It is, and it's true. I like Fact, that. Um, G, my, MJ scored points many times, but the time he scored 63 is known yes. as, one of the times he scored 63 is known as the flu game because MJ yes. was vomiting, had food poisoning from some pizza he ate the night before, was really oh. sick, and then I don't know if you've ever had the flu or had food poisoning, but it is the worst. It's terrible. Definitely Don't wish it on anybody. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to do is run around, sweat, jump on, dunk, shoot, defend, exert your energy. So the, the Jordan's condition highlights the fact that, yeah, he scored 63 points, which is amazing in itself, but he did that while he was sick. So when I'm looking <laughs> at, like, Jesus and the heart of God, I just see more appreciation and more love for God's kindness, his compassion, like the width and the breadth and the depth of his heart, saying, I'm yeah. still going to love you, even when I am at my low low point here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just makes me love God even more. So mm-hmm. that this reading today changes the way that I view the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's, it's incredible. So Indeed. That, that's what I got. Anything else you want to add? You know, you guys, we're narrowing in on the Christmas, uh, you know, end of the Christmas season. Christmas is coming. Um, Also, I mean, that's, you know, crazy because the end then almost of the year. I have a couple announcements. And, okay, I was transitioning, but go ahead. No, we we transitioning to the end or <laughs> to the to, announcement. Oh yeah, just so eloquent. Yeah, a couple of things I was I don't want to forget. Go now. Do okay, it. one. Now, now, the chosen now. Christmas. Chosen with the Christmas. The messengers. If you haven't seen the chosen with the Christmas, Christmas with the chosen, uh, it's still in theaters. But even better than that, they've uploaded the episode to their app, so mm-hmm. you can download the chosen in the app store for free has all the episodes there. You can watch the Christmas special that just came out. I would recommend watching last year's Christmas pilot episode um, called The Shepherds first, and then watch this year's, which is called The Messengers. Uh, Mm. It'll take about an hour to watch both of them. Incredible. Make you fall in love with God even more. And last but not least, we have Christmas Eve services coming up. And those will be again on December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve at 7 p.m., and then on Christmas Eve at 4 Five thirty and seven o'clock. And, oh, I guess that wasn't last of the last. Here's one more podcast. <laughs> we're coming to you Friday, and then next Monday, and then next Wednesday, we're gonna have a, like a Christmas Eve special. We're gonna dive into some of the notes that come from the sermon that I'm not gonna get to talk about in the sermon, but I want to share with you. Bobby and I both do. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit, and then again, we're taking a break until the new year. All right, now I'm really done. God bless you guys today. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.